This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian, Adam, and Eric here on a Saturday night. The Maple Leafs are up one nothing in third, and you know Austin Matthews has fucking forty goals on the season. So fuck fucking, that dude in a dirty fucking that's that's great. So it's flagship February, and we did an episode on this shit last year. Adam, you weren't a part of it, and. We did all the uh, all the main ones, I guess. This year, I grabbed about a six pack of some stuff, and it's some stuff that's a little off. But they are the flagship beers of these breweries, and we're drinking a Boulevard Tank Seven right now, which is a American saison that. Uh, Comes in at eight point five percent. What? Well, don't taste like 8.5. So yeah, Tank Seven, Tank Seven yeah. is Boulevard's the flagship beer, and Boulevard is from Kansas City. And dude, Kansas City fucking won the goddamn Super Bowl. Fucking champs. So I just have to take a little bit of time to gloat about the fact that my boys fucking did it. And that Buffalo has pissed all over the Chiefs for the past five, six years. Not really. Oh, I mean... Buffalo media. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Well, if you haven't understood the current state of random shit that happens in Buffalo, we we have a really fucking stupid fan base (laughs) for sports. Yes, they're passionate. Yes, they love their teams. They're absolutely stupid human beings that run this shit. (laughs) Considering that today, the protest downtown, the protest of Sabres had like 16 fucking people there. (laughs) <laughs> I just saw. I totally it. forgot about that. Actually. I just saw it on Facebook and Channel Four said something that a group of people showed was, up. But back yeah. on those, back on those Chiefs. I mean, you know, I, I was nervous. I was, I was nervous for you sitting at home. I was watching the game by myself, and then all of a sudden, that third and fifteen play, that you know, the Hill was wide open. Paul, you know, Hill was wide open, and, and then the floodgates opened. You know, and it was if, just if they didn't make that pass. I don't even know if they would have won. Right. I mean, they probably still would have found a way. Like, and that's the kind of team that they are, man. Like, it's 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 insane. Yeah, I mean, once you get the door open, like they just bash through it, and but, it's just boom, boom, boom. I'm just I'm just happy for Andy Reid. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for him too. I mean, he's went through the ringer and has had multiple opportunities. Like, if there's one guy in football that deserves to have a trophy, it's that dude. Yeah, no, and he's respect. He's respectable. That's what I mean. Like, it's just like it's just like the whole league will look at it and be like, I'm glad. Like, I don't think there's anybody in that league that will look and say, "Fuck Andy Reid." Mm. Well, no, I mean, yes, there are. Look at some. Some Ooh. random fucking low-level oh, assistant oh, coach yeah, somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but, but who the fuck is that? I'm just yeah. saying, there's always somebody that'll be like, you know what, fuck that guy. This, there's always, how many times have we been those people? You're like, well, oh, everyone's doing, I'm bored with this. It's happened this week with us. And we're like, you know what, fuck that guy. Let me tell you why, fuck that guy. I got stories. You want stories? <laughs> Where do you want me to start? But I mean, though, like he's an offensive-minded coach, and he's been an offensive-minded coach in the league for a long period of time, and he's still, you know, he's he's still top-notch. You know, you got these McVeighs and all these guys make fucking Brett Favre into what Brett Favre was. What a pervert! (laughs) (laughs) Try to live that one down, Brian. You know, we got them Wranglers, dude. Oh no, he's got that uh, that cop. No, he's got that. Dude, he's just chasing money. He's He's the money chaser. 
this copper sleeve feels right. Oh, I can I can sling it 100 miles an hour now. Just like when I was 25. Tell me I can't throw this ball over that mountain. New ball from Montana standing there with this fucking Skechers. Man, like, hey, who wants me to throw a football? I got plantar fasciitis. Yo, I can't throw it with ball. all these rings on my fingers. <laughs> I can't get that tight spot roll anymore. No. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't win any KC though, Dick. <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah, it really. It was, was. It was actually it was it was a really good it was a really good Super Bowl. So because yeah, it it could have been a blowout, and then you know those aren't really. It was, it was a tight game. Fucking Jimmy Garoppolo was fucking. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Rock and roll. Having uh what Kittle, but Kittle is like sitting there like. I wanted to fucking slap the fucking smile off of that dude's face. Yo, man, he's crack too, man. That that dude is fucking. Crazy. No, but he's like he's like a hick looking crack. No, but though. he's just fucking. But that's what I mean. Screw like, loose, dude. Like Kelsey, hundred percent, dude. Like Kelsey. Kelsey's a tool. Yeah. Oh, Kelsey's a hundred percent a tool. But he had the fucking all the white shit on. He put earrings in all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's got a visor on upside down, drinking off the the trophy. Did you see? Did you see the the parade where he's got the he's got the huge fur and he's got the champion the WWE championship belt and he's trying. Like, he's, he's just a meat. He's like prototypical yeah. meathead. Yeah. Oh, hundred. To say that, I'm gonna take him in an absolute second in your <laughs> Kelsey right. has been the most productive fucking tight end in like the past like six years including Gronk yeah, yeah but but yeah. Gronk was hurt the last like three years of his career like still doesn't matter literally that's man. what I'm saying but if I mean, you had full health one game who are you taking Gronk or are you taking Kelsey, Kelsey. I'm taking Kelsey, Kelsey. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'd take Gronk no I mean for the team like they have a ton of speed on wide receivers and then you flank Kelsey out on the other side like who the fuck are you going to guard you know it's one on one because he's bigger than and he's big then you got Sammy Watkins fucking wandering around out there being like Sammy Watkins Sammy Watkins talking about the earth being flat (laughs) yo you're going to fall off that edge ever since he cut his hair he regained his power (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dude you fucking pounded this tank seven huh yeah it was good man Thought I was getting the water, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, that I think they're poised to, you know, start taking over the AFC. I mean, they're all like talking dynasty, and I'm just like, yo, slow your roll a bit. Like, if I mean, you wanna, if if you're gonna make it there again, great. But you know, the defense kind of stepped up towards you the have the quarterback to do it though. This is the thing they they have. <sighs> You have a three-year window with that team right now, where they could. That kid live. is that kid is such a game changer, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody else in the league that's like that fucking kid. Nope. Patrick Mahomes is insane. Yeah. What do you mean? He does it with his legs too. He's not like he has the option to run. And like, when but, he, but dude, he's smart as shit. Yeah. Like he's just like it's just. I mean, it's arm angles. Like he just fits balls. Like that's the baseball player in, in windows like, where n- normal football players don't. He the difference between football and baseball is like your arm angle, where your release points are with a lot of shit. Yeah, and he just changes his so much on so many different throws. It's not just a like a football motion. Like he's so athletic. I mean, dude, everyone gives him that that throw that was the. Um, that he shuffled out left-handed, mm-hmm. you know? They were saying in, in the pre-games that he wanted to put a play in where he threw it behind his back. Like, he went to Andy Reid saying that in the Super Bowl, I want to make this play because I know I can do it. I like how they were like, they did the the Rose Bowl shuffle. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the quips on that. Like, how they, like, did the, like, the whole... Oh, when they like, did the direct snap? Yeah, and yeah, they all yeah, like yeah. fucking turned. Uh-huh. Like, and they were like, "Yeah, we've been practicing this play all year," and like, for real, decided, yeah. And they're like, this is the first time we did it, and it's just like we're glad that everybody managed to pull it off. <laughs> did it fucking Super Bowl, dude. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's like Philly two years ago when they did the yeah. Philly, Philly special. special. You know, yeah. <laughs> what's that? Is that the, yeah, is that the, the Nick Foles with gravy on, or is that marinara? What yeah. are you calling it? Did you guys see the? You got the cheese whiz on there. You guys see it? The uh, it's always sunny Super Bowl episode. No, no I haven't. No. From this what? last season, right? 
two seasons. I think it was. It, I don't it think it was two, just, it I, the season before. It was, it was two seasons ago. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. When did Philly win? Two years ago, right? Yeah. So we're gonna crack open now an anchor steam. The fucking loser beer <laughs> from them from them losers. This beer sucks. <laughs> them San Francisco forty eaters. But like when you think about it, flagship beers, uh, craft beer like OGs. The anchor's good. Sierra Nevada's number one. Yeah, but Anchor Steam is right there too, though. No, that's the one fucking just trying to grab their coattails and ride in, like sneak in, like I'm the plus one. But I mean, like, I mean, this was always there on the shelves. I yeah, mean, and it's been sitting there. It's probably the bottle from fucking ten years ago. <laughs> You'd buy it. We'd buy it every couple months, and we'd drink it and go. Or sorry, Brian would drink it. And like it's not that bad. It's all right. And I go, nope, fuck that. Ready. This was packaged on nine twelve nineteen. Okay. So we're at like three months on this beer. This taste reminds me of like homebrew four taste. Months, like once months. you got once we got into homebrew. It's it's not a bad beer. It's just so much stuff is like better now out there. Like I don't think to like grab it. Right. I haven't bought it in probably eight years. Oh. That's why we're doing this episode. Yeah. I mean, usually with Anchor, I only gravitate towards the the Christmas one. Yeah. Other than the Christmas, I mean, but I don't. Porter's not bad though, right? I don't know if I can't. I can't even tell you the last time I actually had the porter. I don't know. They could have changed the recipe from the last time I've had it too, probably. Right. It's not bad though. I mean, this is a beer. Yeah. That's. It tastes (laughs) like something you get at um, um. Shit, what was across the street from Fridays? Not Buffalo Brewing Company. What the fuck is it? Brew Pub. Brew yeah, pub? Buffalo Brew Pub. It tastes like a beer you get there. Like, right. want to try our house, Al? Sure. Yeah, it's only coming in at 4.9%. The Boulevard uh, Tank 7 was uh, 12, 10, 19. Huh. So, that was still kind of fresh. Yeah. I mean, as a Saison, like... That's fine. This beer's even fine. This probably yeah. beer's got at least six months shelf life, not more. Yeah, all all the beers that we're probably gonna drink today, like I don't even think I have a single IPA here. No. So we're after the All Star break. What are we looking at? Do you, what do you think for the Stanley Cup? Caps. Yeah, they look they look pretty tough. Caps look good. Um, Boston. I mean, Boston's, Boston's got to be Boston. up there. Boston's gonna. Ovechkin. Ovechkin is fucking insane right we were, now. We were dude. just we were just talking about that before you got here. Like, like the he's, he's gonna, gonna break, break fucking he's gonna break record, that dude. record. The like, fact that he's had a year and a half that was taken from him. Dude, he literally might score sixty fucking goals this year. So. It's insane. It is insane. He's, he's older 30, than I am, dude. He's what 35, 36? He's thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. He's turning thirty five. He will definitely break their record. He's going to play until he's, he's like... He's the best hockey player that we have seen. Yeah. No. Better than who? Best goal scorer. I don't know, but he yeah, takes... Uh, okay, you're, you're right on that. Like, I mean, like, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I guess even even Gretzky played some defense. <laughs> well, we watched Gretzky. We got to see Gretzky. We didn't get to see Gretzky in his prime. In his prime. We didn't understand mm-hmm. hockey in the 80s and early 90s to see what Gretzky was fucking doing. I, we went to see Gretzky, you know, but it wasn't the same. It's not yeah. like it is now. Like Gretzky and Lemieux, like we cut them towards the tail end of their yeah. careers. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the way he plays physically, though, you know, he's able to. to he's a fucking machine. He's able to to fight off the defenders. You know, weave in and out of the defense. Fucking one timers that are howitzers that are going in the back of the net. You know, I got. I mean, he's got to be up there, you know? Oh, 100%. Gretzky's going to go... Or, sorry. Alex Ovechkin will go down as the greatest goal scorer the game has ever seen, regardless if he touches Gretzky's record or not. Gretzky got to play in the 80s when they were all fucking stand-up and their pads were the size of, you know, the shot blockers that D-men were now. I, you know, I agree. Uh, it, it's yeah. the fact that this kid's shot is... It's so it's like he's not. I don't think he's using the super flexy sticks he was years ago. But the way that the shot comes off now, a lot of these guys, when they, if they either roll it, they'll get a flatter spin. If they throw it at the net, they get a wobbling puck. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin's got a lot that can wobble with it because of the curve that he uses. 
when it comes at the net, you don't know if the bottom's going to drop out. It's still coming at you 95 miles an hour. Right. He might not sh- be shooting 110, but it's the movement that he puts on it, too. Like, And that's the thing. Like, it's, the release is just so fast. The, the goalies just don't have time to react to it. He's adjusted to the game in the past couple of years, too. You know? Like, I mean, he understand Like, it, it's... The understanding of the game that that guy has, like, I can't even comprehend. Like, but, just even watching a game right now. Yeah. Like, if he were sitting here, he's watching this game in a totally different way than we're watching it. Right. You know, like. He's like, oh, I could have scored there. <laughs> but I mean, he takes a, care. It's it such seems an like easy takes- game to watch as a spectator and not being on the ice because you see all these holes that are there that you don't normally see in a game. And just, it's it's so much different and just the routes and everything and where you can move. But for as fast as the game is, rip the shit. Ah! <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's just like... <laughs> Ovechkin's fucking watching this game. Like he's looking, he's like, "Come on, man." So well, yeah, the, could, you know, as we're talking about like Ovechkin, I think of like the best Russian players ever. Um, and that's a thing too. Like people are gonna look and be like, "Is the best goal scorer in this league Russian?" Yes. And people fight that. Yeah. That's like Don Cherry kind of um, like rhetoric, though. I don't necessarily buy that. So I. I I was looking today, or no, I looked a few days ago, because I was thinking about Pavel Bure, and I remember, like, Pavel Bure just could skate, like, the fucking wind, and just, like, but how good was he, Bird? Like, how, I don't, like, let's remember Pavel Bure when I was, like, 12 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. It's over 22 years ago. Right. I'm trying to think of this stuff. Yeah. And what my hockey, holy fuck, Scandella scored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, what were, like, what were my memories of Bure? The dude scored like 60, like two years in a row, man. Pick one. Like, Burry's stats were insane. He didn't make it to a thousand games. And that's and that's crazy. Like, that dude, like, like he was just super, super fast, though. Like, he skated like they skate nowadays. Yeah. But it was 20, 25 years ago. It was, he, he was skating like that. Then his, the brother, league, his brother married DJ Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. He did. They're going great. <laughs> but, I mean, I think Ovechkin will play until he's 40. You know? It depends. It, well, someone asked him, like, how long do you plan on playing for? He goes, two more years. And they're like, what? They're like, no, my contract's got two years left. <laughs> like, Ovechkin's that guy that, like, he could be, like, Fedorov and still ripping it up at 40. Could you imagine Ovechkin at 40 years old playing D, like Fedorov? <laughs> Dude, old Fedorov was the fucking best, though. Right. Well, that was one thing that... Like, the dude just like, he just didn't give a shit. Brian Burke said it on Spitting Chicklets about Fedorov and how, like, Fedorov is still going to be Fedorov, one of the best player, two-way players around, right? We're drinking some Trogues right now. So, Trogues is one of those weird breweries where, like... You look at it all the time, but you don't buy it? I actually have a 12-pack at home. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you think it's, like... Okay, what, like, you think of what they make, and everything is kind of uh, a flagship for them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, when I think of Trogues, I think of Nugga Nectar. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's. And the what, Mad Elf or whatever the other one? Yeah. And both of those are technically seasonal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, so you got the Troganator. I have it. Yeah, I had. That's in the. I always call the Trogdor. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have what we're drinking now, the Java Head Stout, as your flagship beers for this brewery. And I don't know if I've ever had this one. This is pretty good. I mean, I mean, not a lot of body to it, but like Trogues is Trogues is like Great Lakes, I think. You know, if you're if you're looking for like a comparison, mm-hmm. like that's what I would kind of like. I would throw it as like they're they're always going to be there, and they're probably not going to blow your socks off. But yeah, like you're not gonna you're not gonna always reach out for them, but 
they're going to be consistent enough where you're going to be like, all right, I can fuck with this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was in Wegmans a couple weeks ago and I was trying to find just something because I don't want to spend 25 bucks on a four pack. So, you know, I was trying to get something that we would both enjoy and I found a sampler pack of the Trogues, you know, it's still in the fridge, but you know, it had a decent It has like the blizzard of hops in there and the perennial IPA. Um, you know, so it was a, it was a pretty good sampler pack, you know, so it's pretty tasty. Um, but you know, looking at the shelves at, at Wegmans, it was like, okay, let me get something to where, you know, we both can enjoy something out of the out of the twelve pack. So, dude, Federal last year was oh eight oh nine. He played fifty two games. He still had thirty three points. Really? At would have been oh eight oh nine. He would have still been 30, 39 years old. Yeah. That motherfucker can still come out of retirement. He's and fifty, dude. He can probably come out of retirement for a couple goals. <laughs> play fourth. He's a young fifty. Yo, he played fourth line, fourth line minutes. <laughs> play thirteen years in Detroit, dude. Yeah, man. Like that's more than Bobby Orr's career, dude. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Fuck I w- Bob. No, fuck no, 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 no. Before you go off of the fuck Bobby Orr tant, rant, <laughs> I wish we could have seen him play. Okay, yeah. I, I wish we could have seen it because I want to know, like, what, see what it would have been like for the people that hype him up and say that he was better than Gretzky. Yeah. Because... Like him and Bossy and fucking... Uh, what's his fucking... Voice? Nope, I'm not going to hear the Bossy argument. Not going to hear the Bossy argument because it's the 80s where the fuck... It was a different game, but... Bobby Orr was skating. You could skate better than everybody. And it was like just, the, co- the Paul Coffey, too. That that's what. Okay, Paul Coffey. Coffey Coffee played with Gretzky, right? Yeah, but where's Paul Coffey going to fit in an offensive defenseman in history? We're watching it in fucking Brett Burns. Oh, oh! Fuck you, Toronto Kovalchuk with another one. More power to Austin Matthews for scoring 40 goals at least right now. Good for him. But. Very delicious. Man. Fuck the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Resurgence has their kegs and eggs coming up on the 23rd mm-hmm. of this month. Yeah, so they hit like a what? Uh... And one of the beers that they're doing is a guava sherbet sour. Um, they're also doing a golden nitro and a maple blueberry pancake. Oh, golden nitro? Yeah. Like I love, golden I love, I love yeah. the I love the picture. Oh yeah, they got fucking from, nitro fucking American, American gladiators. <laughs> but those are the three that they announced for it so far. Don't they but have like four or five or six? They generally do they generally do about six different beers. Yeah. But a guava sherbet sour that they're that they're doing like I think that's gonna be pretty killer um they had a tropical sour at the Brewers Invitational and that shit was legit as fuck so it'd probably be same same flavor profiles for the most part a little bit probably I would assume that you're gonna like hit more guava yeah but like mouthfeel on yeah know, the sherbet yeah. and I you're mean, gonna but, but get... the thing is so with with resurgence I mean we've said it plenty of times on here their base sour is is awesome the the, the weirdest thing what we've said about resurgence always like the beers that were the most accessible ones when they started were like their worst beers yeah right and like you go to the brewery, it's a totally different thing than what you would get. And now it's different because now you think of resurgence, it's like Sitmo, head in the clouds. Um, but, but the thing, the thing that they need to do is they need to change up. Like they have they. It's it's different beers from Niagara and Chicago. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Niagara has more of like the experimental stuff. Chicago is, hey, you're coming here to hang out. You're coming here to drink IPAs. But it's all brewed at Niagara. No. No, no, they're brewing them in Chicago. Most of the stuff is brewed at Chicago now. Really? 
and all the like experimental all the, shit is. is we had a lot of Niagara. barrels, I remember, at Niagara, but I haven't been to Niagara in, in since. I say last year like an asshole, but you know what I mean. Like it's mm-hmm. been a while. I was there in I've November. Been, yeah, I think it was. I think it was about November the last time I was there. Like it was a month after the Domingos came out, or a couple weeks after the Domingos came out, and I think that was November. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had a bun they had a handful and that's, of girls. That's actually still on tap too. But speaking of the speaking of the Domingos, like today um was the release of the Lawn Ornament series number five at West Shore. Josh did a pineapple upside down cake sour. And yeah. I was there this morning, and it's pretty fucking crazy. It's coming in. It's sitting right there. It's coming in at about six percent. Um, it's heavy pineapple. Got some guava. He threw in some. It's a ton of graham cracker, cinnamon. He said he threw like the kitchen sink in there. Vanilla. He didn't do any cherry in it, though. Yeah, I know. I think that you brought That's, that up. That was the one thing. That was the one thing that I told That's him. That's the one he's thing like, he's missing. But it was good to see a lot who knows, of people Who out. knows if the cherry would have overpowered... I mean, I haven't tasted it yet, but um, who knows if the cherry would have overpowered, you know, the beer. Um, Cherries will get temperamental flavor, though. Like, But depends, though. Like, You can get a tart cherry where it kind of... You know, takes over. I mean, it's the same. Like cherry and beer is the same as cherry and baking. It really depends on how you're utilizing it. You know, mm-hmm. and what your balancing out flavors are going to be. Like, because you could get where it's great, or you could get some extra shit in there and be like, uh. Yeah, it just gets sour and it takes takes over. Yeah. Right. No, that's true. It's a valid point. I mean, it's one of the things from all of our years of cooking and, like, as much as... I mean, you did more chef stuff than the rest of us. So we were just... <clears throat> I was more of just an, an asshole drunk line cook. Yeah, but, right. Hey. Everybody needs one of those. But, I mean, just how they utilize certain things. I mean, fuck. I wish I would have gotten more into baking. Your brother. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You know... My brother, the shit that he does and what he's able to produce and, you know, how how shit turns out is, like, I don't want anything of that because, like, you got to be fucking precise. You know? Yeah. And, like, I need a little bit of leeway. Like, I need to kind of do a little ad-libbing and just, you know, change shit up if I want. Like, I have recipes sometimes where I just follow to it, but yeah. I'm not doing it to a T, you know? I'll take a little bit off here and add a little bit there. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of, like, we just do what we know what we like based on our flavors and stuff, but... Right. That's where I think I never made that... I never made that jump to yeah. try to, to... You know, try to start brewing beer and add my culinary expertise to it i mean maybe we should do that as, i mean we haven't done it as a group in forever yeah but it's something like we need to get back on it and just i need to get back on it too and just i mean but baking man baking baking sucks like, it's delicious though more, it is. Power, more power to bobo well that's what i mean what he does it's having a brother that could do that shit <laughs> like you do it i'll enjoy it <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I don't know. Like, it's, I, I get it, but like, I mean, when you put that shit, I mean, when you, when you bake something and it comes out perfect and it's enjoyable, like you probably get a lot of satisfaction out of it because you had to be like on point. Whereas with cooking, you have a little bit of leeway and you're like, oh, fuck it. You're not you know, marrying food wanna... for Gordon Ramsay where he's going to call you a yeah. fucking idiot sandwich right. and, and motherfuck you for Like, having... oh, I don't have this spice, but you know what? It's good without it. And it works. You know? Um, so it's, you know, but if you leave out baking soda or if you leave out... You know, a leavening agent, like your shit's not gonna rise. <laughs> and and that's just then it. it's like, gonna be total 
dog shit. Like, if you leave something out, it totally fucks everything. Right. Like, yeah. You know, hey, you didn't add enough salt. Well, now it doesn't taste right. Or, if you put a pinch of salt and it's more than a pinch of salt, you're fucked. You meant to grab the sugar, but you grabbed salt. And now you got a fucking salt lick. The Instigator Podcast is the best source for Buffalo Sabres and NHL-focused discussion. Join us each week as we break down everything surrounding the Buffalo Sabres, the latest news from around the NHL, and feature select interviews with notable personalities from the hockey world. The Instigator Podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else podcasts can be found. And we look forward to having you tune in for our next episode. We're drinking a... uh... New Belgium fat tire, and uh, this says enjoy by April 26, 2020. So, got about four months for this. So, they were two, or two months for this, I should say. So, there was a lot of hype about them like what a year ago, a year and a half no, ago. No, it was, they, it was about, it was about like, two, it was years like, two, two years ago, two years ago. ago. When they came to, when they were, they finally came to market. Yeah, we finally we've had it. But we I mean, finally, we finally got distro for New Belgium. So, like, about two years ago. But now, and, like, you really don't hear anything about them. Well, what's nice is it's it's funny because like, when I'm at a concert or something, and I don't know what beer I want to drink, I'll reach for a fat tire. I won't. Like, it, it's uh, one of those beers where it's like, okay, I know what I'm going to get. I know that, like, I can drink this and not have to worry. Like, if I want to chug it and then I go run, to, like, run into the crowd or anything else. You get your dance like, on? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I like, will, I I will counter that. This is the reason why I'll counter this is because, one, it's not, it's thicker. It's not thick, but it's thicker than It's drinking. an amber ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can... I feel like drinking this as it warms up is like, fuck, I'm over this beer. It's like a ruin of the beer taste almost. Whereas maybe it's just because of how we've grown up so used to the taste of like Molson or Blue at an event that you just get, or Miller even, you just keep on sucking those things down like it's nothing. This doesn't go down the same way temperature wise, too. I mean, I agree with that. But like if you're at a if you're at a restaurant or whatever, and the local beers that are on there, maybe you don't want to get one of those. Well, like so, if you're at a Sabres game, yeah, would you drink this? No, no, I no. won't. Last Sabres game as that, I drank a Forty Two North, and I drank a fuck. What was the other one? I think I got a we got a Southern Tier Live. Yeah, the last one I was at, you know. I was no. in, it was in the fucking suit. Yeah. Fucking suit over here. I was in the suite. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was just drinking scotch. So I was drinking Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> but they didn't really have... They had like... Oh, they, I wanted blue, but that was the next box over. <laughs> they had, That's all they had. They had blue and Canadian. No, I was talking and, Johnny Walker Blue. No, Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to jump over to go get that. Um, but no, they, I, I was surprised that they didn't have more local stuff in the fridge in like can form that is accessible hey if people want to write about stupid saber shit get yingling out of the motherfucking arena how about that I hate yingling it's not gonna fucking happen because fucking Pagula loves this fucking Pennsylvania fucking shit dude yingling like that's a beer I can't drink you want to talk about flagship beers you can't drink I can't drink that shit keeping with the uh, flagship Abita out of uh, Olin's New Orleans. New Orleans. You want to say like a Buffalonian? New Orleans? New Orleans. <laughs> purple Haze is that flagship for this fucking brewery. Yeah, that shit ain't purple. Like, I mean, if you're thinking of. I want that Yurple, dude. If you're thinking of a. Beer from Abita, like you're not thinking of an IPA, you're not thinking of anything. You're thinking of straight up purple haze. And this is honestly one of those beers that we've had in this area forever, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like easily 15 years now. Probably as long as this beer has existed, we probably have had it up here. I think, um, um, what's that Cajun place? 
that used to be on transit that moved to Clar or Cheektowaga. The um, starts with a C. Fuck. Chester's? Yeah. I think like the first time I went to Chester's, like they had that. Yeah. And that was like before yeah. the craft beer scene like even imploded, you know. Um, well, which is reason you know it sounds sounds about right. Like they would have it. Oh, do you remember when, like fruited wheat beers are so good though? Oh man, that Saranac pomegranate. I missed the Southern Tier raspberry wheat beer. That beer was awesome. See, drinking this now, I want more raspberry to it. Yeah. It yeah. Falls a little flat. But that's also in the line of the fruit beers we get now. Yeah, right. It's a well, good beer. It's, like it's a good Like that beer. one. Like that one you get. It's very, it's a very well-balanced wheat. It's very fruit. aromatic though, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this bottle is Best Buy 1223.19. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. So we're just over a month out of it. You know, we're like six weeks on this one. All these beers, by the way, I bought at Premier. So And they're usually pretty good on keeping shit up. Well, they're they're trying to be better at all of it. Yeah. The like the thing with Premier is there's so many beers there that Dude, it's a job just making sure you 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 know what you have on the shelf. Yeah. Well, I think too that just so many beers that get overlooked because everybody's there for the next hype one. Yeah. You know? Um. Until I found out that there was a cooler there and that's where they were hiding all the juice beers, I was all an aisle guy. Yeah. And then that's when Greg, I remember yelling like, "Dude, go in the fucking cooler!" <laughs> and but like going in there, I would just. You're gonna look down, I'm like, all right, what can I find that like catches my eye? And they had that, you know, like local section one, but right next to it, most of the time, I'm looking at all the um, shit. What am I thinking of? The the uh, the brewery that's now in like three different spots in in the U.S., but they're like Dutch or something or oh, McKellar. Yeah, McKellar. But I mean, McKellar is always just like, oh, cool, we got McKellar. But then you look in like the foreign section and a bunch of other random McKellar. Right. That's what I mean when we went to the festival, like just trying some of these one off crazy European beers that they were there. And it was just like. Like the random French beers. Yeah. Like Brussels. Like, you know, like Brussels. Like, I think there was a Spanish there. one there too. Like just. But then I'm like, try, like New England IP. I'm like, what the fuck do you guys know about New England? Right. <laughs> Like that's just that's just crazy. I still remember though the one beer from one of the drafts that we had for hockey. God, it had to be like three or four years ago. You picked up a Spanish beer. And it was like a Magnum. It was like a seven fifty, and that's it was Magnum. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You want to you want to start drinking Magnums? Let's uh, fucking go, bro. And like it was. Uh, I don't know if it was like a spiced ale or if it was like a wild ale, but, you know, that shit was delicious. You know, it had a little funk to it, but um, that was one I still kind of remember. And you know, I don't remember that. From, I remember just putting my finger in his pizza. Well, that too. It's, Every time you turn, I make jokes think, about Freddie yeah, Fuck you, yes. <laughs> and then, did you draft him that year? Yeah, he did. Freddie? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, that was a fucking Freddy Fingers, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's a top ten goalie, dude. Yeah. Now he's hurt. And now he's fucking... Did you trade him to me that year? Probably. <laughs> I think so. Wouldn't put it past you. So upset about that. <laughs> so, we're going to finish off this flagship February portion of this podcast with... Uh, Three is Valet because it's honestly the best craft pilsner that is fucking available. And it's so crisp. If you're gonna tell me otherwise, you can fuck right off. You're gonna put that meme up there? Tell me otherwise? Like, dude, like, when you think of threes, this is the first beer that's gonna come to your mind. 
So this is their flagship beer. Batch number 30. Packaged on 12-19. I wish Southern Tier would bring back Euro Trash. Because that was a decent Pilsner, too. It was. It wasn't as good as this, but it was still a pretty good Pilsner. I would have loved to try it in a like, can. Because at this point, like I'm over like drinking bottles. I, I'd rather have a beer out of a can now than a bottle. Yeah. I feel like you got a fresher seal and that, like, so less light penetrates. Four of the six that we've had so far have been bottles. I know. Mm-hmm. Would you guys argue on that or no? No. I, I mean, like, years ago, it was like, oh, it's better in a f- bottle than it is in a can. Right. And now I just feel like the can game has just stepped up. Yeah, it's probably come a long way. From a, you know, just evolution over time and perfecting it to where, you know, the vessel really, you know, doesn't matter. Um, you know, because... I think always... it does because, you know what, over the last five years, uh, maybe not five years, I'll say the last three years, I've had more beers that I've got out of can or bottles that have this like metallic taste to it. If you drink it out of the bottom, you have to dump it into a glass. Um, so before we wrap this up, a couple things that I, I've been saving this article to talk to you guys about. I've had it for a couple, maybe like a week or so. But it was the 15 most underrated beers in the world. Uh, they're not necessarily numbered in like an order. But a couple things that we could just talk about from things that we've had. There's a few on here that we'll definitely agree with. Um, first one, Ecliptic Capella Porter. Never had it. Where's uh, it from? It's from uh, Portland, Oregon. It The beer has won gold at the World Beer Cup and the Oregon Beer Awards. Never had it. Never heard of it. But it might be something we want to try at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, Pilsner Yerquel. Pilsner Yerquel. Yeah. Yeah, no. You can get Pilsner Yerquel on tap at... All over the place. Not all over the place, but I mean more than you would think. No. Yeah. Not really. Like, you can get it in bottles, but like on tap... Like I've you only can, seen it like once or one, yeah. one place or two couple I'm just, places. I'm thinking bottles. So Do you know where you can get it on tap though? Mickey's. Fucking Miss Cabbage Library, bro. And I'm going to say it right now. March 7th, we're doing a pierogi and beer pairing. Oh, so shit. Solid. I'm going to be pairing pierogi with local beers. Um, I'm going to be doing some weird fucking pierogies too. Well, not really super weird, but different ones. Yeah, you should get that um, Mortalis in there, dude. Well, right now, the plan is... I'm doing a bigosh pierogi, which bigosh is a hunter stew. So you're going to have a lot of meat, a lot of cabbage stuffed in a pierogi. I'm going to be pairing with a dunkel. Yep. Okay. Preferably a local one. I'm going to do some farmer's cheese ones with uh, a local pilsner. And uh, I'm going to do the breakfast sausage potato one. With the whale, as yeah. you actually suggested, mm-hmm. because I feel like actually that will go because, dude, when that they, might be one of the best beers in Buffalo. When they yeah. did the Canadian whale with the maple, mm-hmm. like that was awesome. Right. So having a pierogi with some maple syrup in it mm-hmm. paired with the whale, yeah, like you can't go wrong with that. No, I think that's that's a great pairing. You really can. So I'm gonna do it, and uh, yeah, March seventh. It's like a month from yesterday. Mark it down. Mark it down. Put it on the calendar. Uh, another beer I've never had on this list is North Coast Tart Cherry Berliner. Okay. Um, North Coast is the one with the Rasputin, right? Yeah, they're they have another one on here too. So, um, it's sessionable. It comes so right now. So right now, this one. this list is a very West Coast list. Nope, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up because the next one's Mayflower Porter. Okay, um, which is Plymouth Plymouth Mass. Um, 
They say we fly, the, the quote on here is that we fly through five and a half percent stouts and porters on tap, but no one really talks about these beers and they are becoming tough to find in liquor stores. They're malt driven beers with no donuts, hamburgers, vanilla, Yuzi, or any other odd ingredients. Classic, but thoroughly flavorful beers with traditional ingredients. A seasonal beer that people seem to gulp down in bar settings when talking with friends and likely not checking into an untapped. Um, our first IPA that makes the list is Georgetown. Oh, fuck this word. Bodhizafa. B O D H I Z A F A. We know pronunciation is not my strong point. I live in Chictawaga, so I'm already <laughs> fucked. Um, but it's a Seattle, Washington IPA. Like locally, this people know this beer. It hits all the marks for the IPA. It's balanced, fruit forward, consistent, and clean. It's neither West Coast nor hazy. Uh, it won gold at the Great American Beer Fest for American IPA a few years ago. But most people are are not aware of this beer outside of the Northwest. Um, there is Bira Moretti La Rosa, which is a Doppelbach. It's an Italian beer. Yeah, Moretti is usually a Pilsner that comes around here, right? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Looch. Um, <laughs> Fuller's London Pride, which is an English bitter, which English bitters are... Are decent beers, man. Like, uh, I, I'd like to try more English beers, but you get a lot of malt on them. And I think with the Americanized versions where they just try to make them, don't come through as well. The only local brewery we have that does an English anything is Pressure Drop that does their English mild. Josh did an ESB that's not an ESB that... That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't really taste like an ESB. Yeah. Like, Last time I drank an ESB is when I bought fucking multiple cases of Red Hook because they were seven ninety nine <laughs> when I lived in Akron. Carl's the only one that's actually doing. The, well, the Southern Tier Harvest is technically a ESB, right? In a way. Yeah, I think it's closer to an ESB. More hop though. Yeah. Like Southern Tier beers are very hop. Right. Um, next one, Schilling Schlamier. It's a Hyphenweizen. Dude, you're getting your fucking vocabulary on over there. Fuck, I hate vocabulary. So this is actually from New Hampshire. Um, Next one's the biggest one that I care about, obviously, is the Ashlinkera Shlinkera Rosh beer, which is my smoke beer, which still is one of my fucking favorite beers around. You can't. That's a top. That's a top five beer for you, dude. It's incredible beer. Yeah. It's like the ultimate fall beer. That weather's changing. That smoky, like, um, campfire smell starting to fill the air. This fucking beer kills it, dude. Alchemist Hetty Topper comes in. Hetty Topper's not bad. I know it's... You know, I, I think it's, it's more seems, American it than deep. New England. It's, it's good beer, but it's not like... I don't think it's underrated. It's not underrated. It's just at this point, people are over it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know past its prime. Yeah. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which I think isn't over or underrated. I think it's just not as appreciated as what it was 10, 15 years ago. Oh, 100. Um, but still, like one of the best beers you'll ever get. I mean, it's just it's balanced, it's clean, it's got hops. I could drink it every day. North Coast Stock Ale, Old Stock Ale. That is a fucking delicious beer, too. Another Old Ale, 10.2%. Oh, they still got 2015 sitting on the shelf at Premier right now. This is 2015 that's actually showing here right now. So it says on it, age for a year or two. And I've aged them for over a year before. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you can literally walk into store in western New York and buy a five-year-old aged beer. And it's crazy. Like, it's we have insane. one sitting on the table right now that we, we may or may not open. We do. That looks really tasty. <laughs> but I do uh, have to drive home. And the, the biggest wild card beer on here is, we'll appreciate this, is Utica Club. What? <laughs> um, yeah. I could fuck with it. Like the 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 standard Utica Club. Utica Club. Uh for Matt Brewing. Is it still Matt Brewing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a staple beer back here in Buffalo in like the seventies, and yeah. it's. I've I bought it. I mean, since they only sell them like twenty four packs, I think mm-hmm. it's not a bad beer. You know, it 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 fits your mold with your pilsners and your easy drinking beers, but. Uh, <coughs> what yeah. I mean from that list of fifteen underrated beers, and fucking Utica Club is one of them. That's that's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, if Jenny didn't become a hipster beer, would Jenny White be on there? Would Jenny Cream Ale be on there? Or 12 Horse? You know? I never liked 12 Horse, though. I don't know if I've ever had it. I mean, I'm probably not missing much, but... It's one of those beers that are like, I hope this is over soon. Right. Right. But... Um, but it could have been the pony bottles, too. Like, I don't know. I, you get a better vibe off of cans, I feel like, with a lot of them than you do. Yeah. We've uh, moved on to the Cherry Training Wheels Dry Hop Sour. It's a 4% ABV. It is from Fixed Gear Brewing Company out of Guelph. Out of where? Guelph. Guelph. So, a nice Canadian sour. Guelph Junction. Visitors and bikes are welcome. It was actually, it's probably, it was probably my favorite brewery when I was out there for work. I like that can art. So, when you're thinking flagship February, why don't we, I'm going to, I'm going to name some Buffalo Brewing, or Buffalo Breweries. So, I'm going to name some Buffalo Breweries, and let's think of what the flagship beers are. So, Big Ditch. Hey, Bruno. Yep. Agree. 100%. CBW. Well. It's either that or that IPA. Yeah. But I think the whale probably more. Just because that was probably one of their first that they rolled out. Yeah. Um, that IPA or even Frank. Yeah, Frank too. Yeah. Which one's Frank? Frank's the pale ale, right? Yeah. Well, which I one's the session? That IPA? Yeah. Mm. That IPA has one has one metal. Is that that IPA is delicious? Yeah. But I'm gonna go Frank. Sorry, whale. The whale. Yeah. Uh, Thin Man. Whatever fucking New England he's brewing next. <laughs> See, I go Mickey Boodle. Hmm. I almost think Burning Money, but they're a rotator. They're heavily rotating. Yeah, I, that, that one's tough. Thin Man's a tough one. I, uh, think, I think Mickey Boodle is what they brewed most of. It's one of the better ones, so I'll give you that. Uh, what about Buffalo Brewing Company? That's a tough one. They are the only ones making a Grodziki. But I feel like their Czech Pills is probably their flag. It's either the Czech Pills or the Vienna. Mm-hmm. But he's shifting gears a little bit, though, too. What about Pressure Drop? Sticky Trees. 100%. When Carl brews Sticky Trees more than any other beer. And people in Western New York love fucking Sticky Trees. Because it's it's not a beer that they they get. It's a West Coast IPA. So if you love it, you love it. If you hate it, you hate it. About it. Um, twelve gates. I don't even know what the fuck their flagship would be. be honest with you. West Coast IPA maybe. Don't they do like a wheat? But they're they're switching though too. I feel like they're they're changing their. I mean, Matt Matt's trying to put his put his name put on his it. stamp on the brewery now. Yeah. Doesn't he do like a cherry wheat. They, well, their thing was they want to become one of the biggest New England IPA breweries in like Western New York. That's what they want to become, which is going to switch off from what they were initially. Um, fucking who else? What's Rusty Nickel? A slice of heavens. Yeah. Uh, resurgence. That's 
You say resurgence four years ago versus resurgence now. I think you're getting two different beers. That's a tough one. Maybe maybe the surge. Maybe the Sitmo. Sitmo. Maybe high in the clouds. I guess like I almost wonder like what's. I feel like with them it might be like telling more so in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like what's gonna be their more available beer? Right. It's it's tough to figure out exactly what the flagship is for a resurgence. Or no, you know what it is? Sponge candy. Sponge candy so. style would probably be there. I guess so. Or the Loganberry what? Because that's that's which are two beers that they don't that don't do not sum up the brewery anymore at all. It's, no, it's twenty four seven, I guess, for them for those. But I think that's a summer and a winter beer that would be a flagship to Buffalo. Yeah, or an homage to Buffalo. You know, um, Woodcock. Woodcock. I'm just gonna tell you. I don't know. Their XPA series. Yeah. I mean, they did like the the Steph Mittens, Ni- Niagara one? Niagara Lager, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, place like Belt Wine. You're but, but that's fine though. I mean, some of these breweries, like it's not. They're not. They're not. They're not there for the same beer over and over. So, but they're, they're they haven't been around for a long period of time too to establish a flagship beer as well. You know, and that's okay. So, locally, we have a lot of shit fucking coming up the weekend after this episode is released, hopefully, um, is the Collaboration Fest. There's two sessions for that, um, one at 11.30 and one at 3.30, I believe. 2.30, I thought I saw. I think it's 3.30. 3. Yeah. Uh, That is gonna be an interesting festival because every brewery that's gonna be there is gonna have a beer that you've never had from them before and you may never have again you probably want to get out there and fucking have a good time there and you've it's been noted that you're guaranteed one beer from each place yes that's that's the thing like it's not like a oh all you can drink a festival how a lot of festivals are like you are going to get one tasting from every brewery at the festival oh shit it's gonna be like the passport at epcot center you're gonna get like a fucking checkpoint yes that's exactly it actually well i think too limiting the amount of well because there's there's 27 27 or 28 breweries so you're getting a three ounce sample from 27 places. Well, that in turn, you have to limit the amount of tickets you're sending out. I mean, they're keeping it to about 200 per session. Mm-hmm. So, because you're going to think, you know, depending on how much they brewed and how many they're bringing, like how many sixtals they're bringing. Yes. You know, I mean, we experienced that at, at the festival. Like, shit. Gets kicked pretty quick, depending upon. I mean, look how, at how many places were bottles and cans, though, too. Yeah, how much how much hype is around it? You know, so well, that's where it's, it might be nice with this festival to where you're the only, fucking longest line we stood on was my least favorite beer there. So you're limited to one three ounce pour, and that's all you get. You got to keep it moving to where everybody can enjoy everything, which is kind of nice because. You get to some of these fucking festivals, and then everybody just stands in line and hoards all their good shit, and it's all gone. Yeah, I saw him post some shit today on the Beer Geeks page about rules and kind of a FAQ of like what to entail and how it's going to go. Well, it'll be a fun fest. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's the first one. It's a inaugural event. You know, it's but gonna... that's also that's not even like like you have that coming up, and then you also have the Winter Hop Fest coming up the weekend after it at Old First Ward. Right. And Old First Ward, what's their what's their staple? Smash tag, dude. I don't even. I honestly. I think the Hefeweizen. Yeah, I was going to say, they have more European ones that 
are your brewery beers. I mean, everybody goes for the smash tag, but yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget to check out the staples that got you into the scene. Flagship February is a cool thing to remind people of. I don't know the beers that the beers that like you drink to really I don't know feel craft beer feel, well, young, I, I feel you, young again with you three though what would you say was the beer that your craft beer that really got you into it I mean dogfish whatever they were doing I almost wonder if it's a, it's a toss-up for me between Sierra Nevada Pal Ale or Magic Hat Number no. Nine, because Magic Hat Number no. Nine, fifteen years ago or whatever it would have been, was different because it used to be the apricot wheat. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. it wasn't not quite Pal Ale yet. Right. Um, I don't know. I think I I almost would lean towards. Um, Magic Hat just because it was different flavors more than just IPAs and stuff. I, I I'd have to toss it up between either one of those two. Yeah. I think Magic Hat was like one of the first ones that you saw around. The Sam Adams aspect of it was a little bit um yeah. I guess Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams were kinda like very similar. They were just east and west versus like different mm-hmm. types of beers you weren't drinking because Everything that was mass produced was random pilsners and lagers versus, right. you know, what you got into with the other things. I think it just like triggered something a little bit differently with that. Um, Magic Hat number nine opened me up to a different world of beers, and versus here in Nevada was just, hey, there's beers with more flavor out there. Yeah, no, I. I... I agree with you on that. Like, but that's what like Dogfish did to me too, though. Like, when you're walking into a store and like you start seeing, it's like, oh, Dogfish is doing this, Dogfish is doing that. Became a thing where it's like, well, I'm gonna buy this now and I'm gonna try it. And it opened it up a whole different world. They were the first extreme brewing doing random shit out there that we weren't used to. Yeah, and that's the sixty, the ninety, all of a sudden one twenty. Uh well, bitches the, brew, the lemongrass one we used to fucking get. Um But that's why it's like Extreme Beer Fest just happened last weekend and Dogfish highlights that. You know, like because of the fact that Dogfish was that first one of the first breweries to be extreme in a sense. It was like your gateway into a new realm. Well, they had that brewing book out, I remember, like, Extreme Beers. And, like, the beers on there were, like, random dogfish ones, like Molson Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> right? The whole point of this episode is, honestly, just... Go back to your roots. Yeah. Support, support the breweries that brought you into this whole thing. I mean... We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for places like Dogfish or Sierra Nevada or Southern Tier. Fucking Anchor Seam, too. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, was that beer great? Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's a beer. Drinkable. It serves its purpose. Yeah. You know? Like the Abita Purple Haze. Like, that's one of the first beers between that and like Elkaville blueberry and your fruit flavored beer kind yeah. of mm-hmm. like obviously like Sam Adams cherry wheat but like like that's the kind of beer like I mean purple haze was like oh shit this beer is from New Orleans like I'm not seeing anything around here doing it and then Elkaville started doing it Right. And we're like, oh shit, we're getting a blueberry beer that's like Purple Haze, you know? That's awesome. Now here we are. Fucking people are making fruited sours that are fucking blowing up. You know, like... 2.6%. Fast, fast forward fruit, fucking 10 years, 15 years, and people are fucking making beers that aren't even beer anymore. Yeah, it's all fruit popsicles. But, like... 
If people are going to drink them, places are going to fucking brew them. Yep. Yeah. Go follow us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops. Go follow us on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. Hit us up on hoppedupnetwork.com or bigheadsmedia.com. Go check out all our friends on both those sites. And yeah, fucking follow us, subscribe, tell us we fucking suck because, yeah. We swear too much. We talk, we talk too much about dicks. And nice dick, Brian. Big old dicks. So, dicks, 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 dicks. Dick, 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 dick. Dick daddy. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.